He fires downfield. It's caught. And into the end zone. Touchdown, Iowa. Touchdown, Iowa. Play fake. Bethard sets up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field for Smith. All right, welcome in everybody to another episode of Hawks View this week. After two basketball games within four days for our Iowa Hawkeyes, something we're not used to at all in this month of January, now into February, a win and a loss. And we'll start with the loss at Illinois on Friday night, Lance, in a big matchup we all anticipated without C.J. Frederick, as we were talking about last week. Would have loved to have him in this game. We'll get to him a little bit later. But start off with uh, with a few comments on this Illinois game. Yeah, I mean, Illinois is just a really good basketball team, even though they haven't been playing, you know, up to what they expected to be in this in the early season or in the preseason. I guess. I mean, they're they're still a good basketball team, and Kofi and Ao. I mean, like we said, and Ao's going to get his. You would like to limit him a little bit more than we did, but you know, they they're athletic and they can shoot, and you know, it's tough to stop teams like that. Yeah, so we'll start with Ao, and that was that was going to be my first first point, and something we talked about last week in limiting Ao early, not being you know able to get off to a hot start. Had 19 points in the first half out of his 25 total, so good adjustments at half. Friend McCaffrey talked about that a lot in the post game interviews as well. Talked about how they they did a lot better job catching him in transition, just picking him up, and uh, really looking to find Ao and. Would have liked to see that in the first half. I mean, that was huge in terms of the momentum. They got out to a, a, a great start, and uh, this was a battle. I mean, it just really was all night with with Illinois, and Ao was certainly certainly huge in in the the beginning half of this game and just getting off to a great start for this this Illinois team. Yeah, I mean, I kind of thought there was no way that this game would live up to you know our expectations and the expectations you know nationally you know this game has been circled on both these teams calendars since you know last last march last march so it didn't disappoint i would obviously like to get the win but you know there was there was some interesting uh there's some interesting takeaways i think we can have from this game and i think it starts on the defensive end and it's simple as that we we really, really struggle to guard athletic guards, and I think AO showed that, and I think also uh, Trent Fraser showed that firsthand. Yeah, and I think I think that's something that we've been pointing to about our basketball for a while now, and certainly going to be something to watch. You know, this week coming up uh, Thursday night against Ohio State, we will get to that later too. We're going to go over Illinois today. We're going to go over the Michigan State game, and then obviously previewing a little bit of the Ohio State game on Thursday night, Big Ten. Top ten, excuse me, matchup in Carver, which would be, well, we'll just save it, we'll just save it, nonetheless. But we'll stay here with Illinois, and I mean, still a, a two point deficit at half that should have been a lead. I mean, realistically, we talk about Trent Frazier kind of tiptoeing along the. Uh, excuse me, I don't know who that was. Was that? Uh, I think it was. It was the other guy. It wasn't, and it was Frazier. kick out to Tr- Frazier, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So I mean, obviously that was that was a tough kind of transpiring events to end the half there kind of steal the momentum tough to watch a feel for the money line betters out there in the first half had to have been uh, a terrible beat nonetheless uh, hate to see that and uh, just kind of getting into the second half I mean Luca getting in some second half foul trouble was was really key coming down the stretch and uh, in 28 minutes only to the foul line once yeah I mean that's kind of the story of the whole game I mean we're a team that shoots 
22 free throws a game or 24 free throws a game. I think we're like in the top 30 in the nation of free throws per game. We only shot six. I mean, that's a serious issue, whether that's due to officiating or whether that's due to um, just not being aggressive to the basket or, you know, them kind of pushing us off the line. I think it's kind of something similar we saw against Gonzaga earlier in the year where, you know, they were way, way back off the line and that just, it, it destroyed our whole offense. It destroyed the whole flow. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And just taking him out of the game there in the second half a little bit, we had to watch his fouls, obviously. I think he picked up his third around 10 minutes or something to go. And then the last one was with four minutes to go. So playing, you know, tentative, being, you know, and I, I hate to draw this, like, conclusion, but, like, even, you know, like, how it goes way back with me, Lance. Like, I had the same things, and I absolutely hated it, you know. Like, I was just always in foul trouble, and you couldn't play the way you normally do. You just can't. Like, yeah, it's just more timid. It's it's just impossible to do, especially when you're you're striving to be better defensively, which I'm sure Luca is, and, you know, just playing, I mean, down with the physical bigs in the Big Ten, it's just, like, impossible to do with four fouls, especially coming late down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, especially against Kofi, too. I mean, I know he wasn't the biggest aspect of this game, I would say, but you know, he still put up pretty solid numbers. I mean, nine and 10 against Lucas, you know, and he drew a lot of fouls and he and one of the bigger problems and one of the bigger boards maybe of, yeah, yeah. of all year with, you know, after he missed the free throw going and making the hustle play to grab it. And then he made both the second time. Yeah. I Is think that so. correct? Yeah. So anyway, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's just tough. Like I, I, I hate to see it because it's just, takes away from like it being like you know our full effort I feel like and even Lucas comments you know leaving the building feeling like we should have won you know not getting maybe some calls coming down there last 10 minutes of the game um tough tough uh I mean fences I guess hills to climb over yeah I mean after this game I think I was on the record saying my panic meter was at a two and the Michigan State game didn't help that at all I'll be honest with you it honestly went up after a win which is very rare but um, I'm sure we'll get more into that later, but you know we just didn't do the little things in this game. I mean, we didn't look at the look at the final possession where Kofi didn't get the or where Kofi got the offensive rebound. I mean, we're not boxing out on free throws. We just we don't do the little things very well. It seems like, and it's going to cost us. You know, against these good teams that we're playing night in and night out in the Big Ten, it's you have to do the little things right. You have to rebound. You have to defend. You ha- you can't let you know. I know Illinois is a solid offensive team, but those threes were just. Some of them in the corner, especially, I remember a couple things. It felt like it was a couple possessions in a row almost where somebody or AO is just wide open in the corner. It's like, dude, like you got to defend him. I mean, he's got to knock that down every time. Yeah, I was saying the same thing. And I I was watching this game, um, unfortunately, not with you. But, you know, at the bar, it was just like, man, why are these guys getting so open? Like, it's just like, are we just not going to guard them? Like, what's what's going on type of thing? Uh, Tough to watch. I mean, especially... You know, snagging the momentum, big shots like that, just wide open threes are just just daggers and uh, kind of tough to overcome. But I mean, I like the fight in this game. Um, one comment I kind of wanted to lead towards too was, you know, obviously we didn't have CJ, but I think watching the Michigan State game, I think it was a good thing he sat out then. Um, not really looking like himself. Yeah, he looked you a can step s- slow. He just, uh, there's something clearly lingering there, and you know that's fine. Get healthy for March. I mean, that's what I'm saying. At this point, now that we've seen him like try to play, like I'm at the point where I'm just like, all right, dude, this isn't the this isn't the goal. If we got to lose a few games in in February, whatever. Like, let's get healthy for March. 
uh, type of thing. And even the in the Big Ten standings, too, if we wanted to lead our discussion there. So, what, we're 7-3 and three in Big Ten now. Michigan's still at the top at 8-1. and one. Illinois, 8-3. and three. Ohio State, Wisconsin, 8-4 and four now. Um, this Ohio State game, I think, is going to prove to be a big one. And then, obviously, we, ha- we have Michigan circled, which uh, I've heard comments of being, uh, quote, must win from – from a few f- friends and uh, of the of the program, if you will. So, I, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see if we can make a run in the Big Ten regular season standings. I don't know. At this point, it's going to be tough. I think, just in terms of it, uh, you know, we talk about it being just a grind. I, I don't know. It's, you know, even it's going to be tough. But even off back to back losses, we're we're still right there. I mean, Illinois on the road at the beginning of the year was definitely probably the game I had circled as our as our toughest test this year and. I know that's kind of changed now. Obviously, we've got to go on the road to Michigan. we got Ohio State coming in still, and it, every night's a dogfight, obviously. But, you know, to lose this game, it, I, there was a lot of, like, canceling of the season going on. Like, I saw some tweets that we're not contenders anymore. We're, we're just an average team, and I, I don't think that's the case. I really don't. I mean, this is a good Illinois team. I know they, like I said, they haven't been the Illinois that everybody expected them to be coming into this year, but, you know, they still have those guys. I mean, they still have dogs, and – they also kind of have the model to beat us, you know, like we've talked about with Indiana earlier and, you know, even Gonzaga, like athletic teams with a solid big that can defend or at least limit Garza's production, you know, that's that's the recipe to beat us there. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, and we can talk about that more with Ohio State coming up. But one other thing I wanted to get to, just Big Ten-wise, kind of rounding up my, my thoughts there too. It's interesting to see kind of the, the Big Ten – balance itself out you know a lot of the the teams that we saw maybe struggle um that we didn't expect to to start kind of re reclaiming their their dominance if you will and the consistency within the the big 10 season is is kind of starting to reappear and and kind of really show itself other than the michigan state being two and seven in big 10 play for the first time in forever basically forever i mean i think i they brought up the stat i want to say it was mid 60s so, I think so forever. So I really, I think they brought up the stat the other night. I think it is, it is somewhere in the sixties or seventies, but which is crazy to think about. But other than that, I mean, you're seeing it. I mean, Michigan, Illinois, Iowa, Ohio state, Wisconsin at the top. That's kind of what we kind of expected. Maybe a little bit better things out of Rutgers, but other than that, the mid tier teams are, are kind of what we expected and, and kind of same, same thing with the, the lower end. And see, that's kind of my point with, you know, these two straight losses is that, I mean, you're going to take your licks in the Big Ten. I, I can't remember who was saying it on a on a broadcast. It wasn't even about it wasn't even an Iowa game, but you know, you're gonna you're gonna lose games in the Big Ten. I mean, nobody's going to run the table in this conference, and you know, even when Michigan on a two week COVID pause, I mean, they're going to come back and thrown right back in the fire. So it, there's just no there's no real harm in losing this game. I mean, like you said, I mean, we're what tied for third in the Big Ten, or half a game back a third, or whatever it may be. I mean, we're right in the mix still. And listen, I mean that's a good Illinois team. You got to get you got to you kind of got to tip your hat to them at at that point. You know they, I mean they outplayed us. I know there was some weird um, officiating at the end, which I'm assuming we're going to get into at some point. And you know, but that's that's what's what's going to happen when you go on the road to the Big Ten. Yeah. So I guess the last thing, kind of rounding out this this Illinois game, is yeah, the referees. And like I mentioned earlier, not calling a foul in Illinois in the last ten minutes of play is is pretty big and pretty. <laughs> almost kind of concerning and you almost could kind of see, I'm not sure if the big 10 got a whole, whole lot of backlash after that game, but uh, I think Indiana played or excuse me, Illinois played Indiana 
And we were, I believe you made the comment, honestly, last night about the, the Big Ten referees maybe catching up on Illinois and starting to yeah. get, give them a few whistles. Well, I mean, that that's a problem, you know, nationwide in college basketball. It's just the, there's just so much inconsistency. You know, we saw yesterday, just for example, we saw a dunk, somebody getting postered, and then the, they basically had the same reaction, and one was a T and one wasn't. I mean, there's just no consistency at all. And, you know, even with, even with Iowa, you know, in the Michigan State game, we got to the line a ton, you know, and I don't know, I don't know what there is really to do to fix that. I mean, it's just different crews, just different flows, ebbs and flows of the game. But you know that that uh, that block review, whatever you want to call it, was was just very very strange. To yeah. Me. So let me let, we're gonna we're gonna bounce over to Fran for his uh, comments on the play. And can you talk a little bit about the the goaltending call that they took away? Um, uh, I can't. What, what exactly did they tell you there? I can't. He can't. And I think that's interesting. I don't know. It's just fun watching Fran's post-game comments. Sorry for the, the little bit of the lag there, but it's it's Zoom. It, it is what it is. We deal with it. But, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, not being wanting to comment on that, I feel him. Listen, even even like I was, I was happy that Joe, friend of the program, one-time guest, um, also made actually made a few comments on, on the block. It's just interesting. Like, okay, if you're going to take the points off, like he got the rebound – and put it back up and in. And he didn't even know if he blew the whistle at that point. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So it's, it's tough to say. I had even mentioned it in the bar because I was like, oh, we're going to get, we're going to, excuse my language, we're going to get fucked on this. And I was talking to Jack about it a little bit. Um, I just felt like, yeah, the, the rules aren't really in our favor here. Like, they, they like, blew, blew it off. Like, they're, they're going to take the points away. If they're taking the points away, it's like it's a, a dead ball. Game it's like a dead situation. ball. So the, the layup doesn't mean anything. I was like, we're, we're going to get screwed out of this. And I, I was concerned. Obviously, that kind of rattled us a little bit. I mean, things could have gone a lot differently. Obviously, there's a few plays down the stretch that, that kind of come to mind. Uh, Bohannon just thrown away into the post. Uh, less than a minute left, I believe. Uh, that was a tough one. And then well, we got a three-second call in the lane right after that. And there's like, oh, we're back. Like, yeah. we're, we're right back in this. And... Then, I mean, obviously it changes the whole game. I mean, we would have only been down two with 30 seconds to go. Like Joe had said, anything can happen at that point. So, I mean. Yeah, I mean, by the rules, I would assume that that is the correct way to handle that. But the rules are wrong there. Like, I would totally agree the way you just said that. Say like, it one more time for the people in the back. The It's like the same thing with the NFL and the fumbles, right? So, you know, if if... They gets ruled down. The whistle blows the play dead, and then they go to review and they find out that he wasn't down. The ball was out, and the play is still dead. Like it just, it's just not a very, it's not a very good system. I mean, and the review, the fact that the review took five to seven minutes on what was a clean block. For the record, I will put that out there that it was a clean block. It was a you know tough to see at the bar. I I I question marks i didn't i wasn't sure but i mean it was a, it was a clean block yeah. joe got the rebound put it back in and then you know the, apparently the play is blown dead and we have to take it out from it's just crazy dead ball. It's i just, mean that, that can't be the best way to handle that situation i think and i don't know what is but i mean if anything so like you got to let it play out and then blow the whistle blow dead and then what like so if you let it play out you blow the whistle and then you go to review what happens okay so it's not it's not it's a block. It's a clean block. Joe gets the rebound, puts it back in. The points stay, so the points just get to stay. But the, like the 
Yeah, yeah, but like the play didn't stop. Like it was like in one fluid motion. Like, and that's why Joe was like, "Okay, I didn't hear the the ref blow the whistle, so the play went on." I mean, I don't know whether you just let that play out or if you blow it dead. I mean, blowing it dead can't be can't be the right answer. I mean, and I understand that. Especially, I know they teach referees in, in football now. I'm kind of going back to that that analogy because that's that's really the only to let it play out. Yeah, they let it play out, and then let whatever happens happens. If you need to go to review, go to review, figure it out. And I and I honestly doubt that college basketball officials are are taught the same things because you know it's obviously there's very much fewer reviews. This is one of the only times I've ever seen this sort of. Play, I can't remember series, my recollection scenario, whatever you want to call it so I it's just a you know it's just a weird spot it, it didn't go our way I'm I wasn't terribly upset with the officiating for the most part in this game I mean it was kind of a weirdly called game I mean I know we got we got a lot of fouls called on us and they got they shot a lot of free throws and we didn't so yeah it's tough to say I mean I even made comments today we were watching uh, some of the recaps and and whatnot it's just like you watch Luca Garza and you see some of the plays where he just like puts it up and finishes without a whistle. It's just like, it's crazy. It's crazy. The amount of contact that he has to deal with. And as in my opinion, the, I mean, I don't know. We discussed this last night too, with Baylor being on the television, but in my opinion, you know, one of the best player in the country and the, the contact that he deals with on a nightly basis. And it's just kind of crazy coming down the stretch that we didn't, we can get a few whistles, and it's just it's just not called consistently. And they, and even from you know game to game, half to half, it's not called consistently. So I don't. I, they need to figure that out. I don't know the best way to do it. I, I I think he had a lot to say about the refs in that game, and I think he completely went the other way and did not say a single word about it. The no excuses type of thing, which is fine. Like I don't care if if you don't want to get your public you know opinions out there. That's that's fine with me. But I think it. I, I felt like I could I could feel it that, that there was some there was a little bit not being said there more than a little bit. Well, I mean, yeah, even even like you like we listened to it with the Fran thing, like you know they don't want to. You you can't really just just bake the officials in the in the post game conference. I mean, you can't, especially you don't you don't want to get fined. You know, just kind of take your licks and move on. It's it, it is, is what, what it is. is. It is what it is. Yep. All right, so that kind of rounds it out for the Illinois game. Unless you got any other any other comments there, um, Murray getting his first start, kind of just thrown in the fire there. Yeah. I thought he played well. I mean, I know Ao kind of got his, but I feel like Murray did a you know a serviceable job making his first start on the road in that kind of environment. Oh God, yeah. Oh he, God, I yeah. Think he got. I think he was. Eight, he had eight. And He's eight. just so calm. Just, He's just so calm in that environment. And I think uh, we can we can move into the the Tony Perkins talk too. I mean, yeah. this guy's aggressive. He's confident, and uh, he's. It just seems like I can trust this guy. He's like got to be one of our more athletic players, too. I mean, yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree. Um, yeah, so I guess uh, Perkins getting 13 minutes in the Michigan State game. I'm not sure the number in the Illinois game. Um, I didn't have that that written down necessarily, but starting to see one more more minutes out of them, and then Ulysses as well um, getting. I mean, slim minutes, but uh, nonetheless getting some. Yeah, I mean that depth is huge, especially when you know you don't. We don't have CJ, or CJ's kind of on the on the fritz, I guess you could say. And listen, those guys came out and played well, especially against Michigan State. So you got to give credit. I mean, we knew we would have some depth this year. I didn't expect you know Murray to be playing as well as he is. I didn't expect Perkins really to be on the floor 
at all this year. So to see those guys come in and make, you know, nice contributions and off the bench is it's invaluable in March, man. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So the Michigan State game for me, uh, a few of the bigger points in that one was was our bench play, like we were kind of segueing ourselves into, which I kind of wanted to lead into. And uh, I mean, we got some big spurts out of Patrick Perkins, U.S. getting a couple minutes, like we mentioned, and uh, Joe Toussaint getting plenty of minutes as well. Which you had mentioned that he actually got more minutes than Jordan. Jordan yeah, I mean, well, in this game when um, when you come off the bench and play that well, I mean, it's hard to take a guy off the floor. And Toussaint was just excellent in this game. I, he looks. When we play like these athletic teams, which is why I couldn't figure out why he was on the floor more against Illinois, kind of the CJ thing. You don't have enough shooters to kind of space the floor without CJ out there. But, you know, he looks he looks like he belongs in these kind of with that upper echelon of guards in the Big Ten to at least a certain degree. I mean, I was only a sophomore. I know those guys are going to go get theirs, but it looks like he can at least, you know, hang with them on the defensive end. And listen, that's... That's important. Yeah, certainly. I I think Joe Joe T has been uh, a light of energy off that bench too, and uh, I I couldn't agree more with these these athletic guards. And we talked, we've been talking. I mean, a lot about our defenses here. It being what 117th in defense efficiency now. Yeah, some 112th or 100. Somewhere around there, and uh, I mean, it's just it's it's tough to see. But we, like we mentioned in a few of our group chats, I think it's been refreshing to see the. The efforts on the boards, if you will, out of a few of the boys coming off the bench and uh, the the rest of the few kind of not presence not being necessarily as as felt on the uh, the boards and everybody just kind of getting back to quote <laughs> play defense. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we love to see the the effort and energy off the bench and love love everything off the boards, even with Patrick and and Keegan and Nunji too. Nunji too had a relatively good game. I think twelve and eight was was the stat line for Jack Nungy. So came out, shot it well that game too out of out of Jack Nungy. So all the credit to our, our bench in a in a big win. Yeah, I mean I mean it's tough to win in this league. Point. Yeah, I mean even even against Michigan State, obviously having it down here like you touched on earlier, but you know, we haven't beat Michigan State in five years. Like we haven't nobody in that locker room has beaten Michigan State Correct. until yesterday, which is you know, take it how you will. I don't really care if they're down or not, then you know, One more chance they, to go least, beat him in East Lansing, too. Yeah, I mean, at least those guys got a win, and I there was some severe things that concerned me in this game. To tell you the truth, I my panic meter actually went up after this game because Michigan State. I mean, they're not they're not a good basketball team this year. They're really not. Um, and they What's, they shot they shot the hell out of it. At least in the, I mean, they came out just scorching hot. So in this game, for me, I think. Uh, one of the stats that stood out was we allowed 20 offensive rebounds, mm-hmm. and that's a lot of possessions. And for me, I mean, and even in like high school basketball, I think is where it stands out to me even more. Like we see in Iowa high school basketball, there's no shot clock, there's none of that. Every possession matters, and strength, you know, lengthening out each possession, getting a chance at at, at more shots, you know, is is obviously massive. And I think that. Uh, I I believe it it could could have certainly been a, a a point for for Izzo coming into this week is uh, get on the boards. Yeah, I think we are here. Let me get the stat up. But I mean, twenty offensive rebounds. I know Michigan State is obviously a great rebounding team. I mean, they always are. No matter how down they are, no matter how bad they are in a year, they're going to rebound. They're going to play. You know, they're going to play tough, physical Big Ten basketball. Um, but we, I mean, we came in two hundred eighty third in offensive rebounding percentage and. 
you know, those numbers aren't going to cut it. Like you can't give these teams second chance opportunities, especially the better teams, especially, you know, the Illinois. I, I feel like we did a pretty solid job of rebounding in that game, but you know, you can't give good teams second chances and that, I mean, and that's why I, let, I think it led it to be so close with, yeah. with Michigan state. I think, you know, a lot of extra possessions, just being able to, to keep it tight, hold on to the ball and, and pick up easy ones. I mean, yeah, I mean, excuse me, kind of going off that, um, the reason why this game is so close is, you know, we didn't guard the three again at all. Again, Michigan State came in shooting 31% from three in conference play. They were 13 started in the five conference. for five, I think. And they Aaron shot, Henry went went nuts. They just shot and they just come in and just shoot the hell out of it against us on our on our home floor, which I know it's it, this has been a developing theme for the last three years as we've been, you know, pretty solid offensively for, you know, basically the entirety of Fran McCaffrey's time here for the most part. And we just can't guard anybody. And when you let, you know, a bad three point shooting team, just come on your home floor and just shoot lights out against you. What's going to happen in March when we play, you know, right state, like we were talking about today. I mean, what, what's going to happen when a team just comes in and just scorches us and, that's this is it's a real real developing issue i know it has been for a while now but that that was very concerning to me to see how well they shot the three against us yeah i mean late in the year it's going to be it's going to be tough man it's going to be tough to to see teams that come into the tournament and get real hot uh this team i mean we we got to have it in march i mean we can't have an off game otherwise otherwise we're probably going to lose i mean if we go cold then we're done we're done it's over and then everything that you know we've been building this season up for kind of just goes, dies in one game. Goes to shame, and you know that's why I love the tournament, though. Yeah, that's what makes it so great. That's what makes. I mean, even when we're drawing back our our uh, comparisons to you know the the football playoff and and all that, it it really is one of a kind. And we talk about you know uh, the Villanova shot, like we were discussing today. Games like that just. Just insane, just insane. Or the UConn run in uh, 2011, being ninth in the regular season in the Big East or whatever it was, AAC, and coming back and just rattling off like 17 straight wins or something like that. Or not and and, and winning wins. the ship. Like yeah. it's just crazy because anything can happen like that. And basketball is just a lot more balanced of a sport, you know, one through 68. And it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. And the thing that really kind of concerns me a little bit is, is normally we would, you know, come in as whatever a six or seven seed and, you know, kind of have a have a shot to, you know, knock off that two seed. But this year we're we're the ones that are kind of being hunted. So, you know, you run into a good offense in round one, it's like, uh oh, like what happens if they just get what happens if they shoot sixty percent from three? It's no shit. It's pretty absurd, but no shit. I guess my I got another thing on this game that another makeup free throw game and we shot 35 free throws in this game yep i mean that's absurd i mean we didn't shoot the free throw we didn't shoot well from the line but we got to the line 35 times which is just an absurd amount especially comparatively to you know love to be making a few more of those yeah we'll be cover that spread yeah well facts but (laughs) but yeah uh my my last few points on this michigan state game cj was back like we discussed two points in 12 minutes just not like himself go get healthy man that's that's my comment there and then, I mean, just to grind it out win. Listen, Michigan State, they're going to be well coached. We get it. They're 2-7. and seven. They're not that great. But, but they're go still out and Michigan get a win. State. Yeah. Still, they're still, I mean, they have one of the best coaches probably in Big Ten history. So, I mean, they're yep. going to be solidly coached. They're going to rebound. We knew that coming in. 
I didn't really expect to blow them out. I did bet the Hawks minus nine, but you know, I didn't really expect to you know kind of come in there and beat the brakes off them. I I really hoped we did, but you know, when you let teams that don't shoot a three well come in and just knock down wide open threes all game, then you're not gonna you're not gonna pull away. Yep, couldn't agree more. All right, so. Moving into the top 10 matchup, seven versus eight in Carver this week. Would have loved to be there. Say that for maybe the millionth time this year. Would have loved to be there in a uh, 6 p.m. matchup on ESPN against Ohio State this week. But, I mean, Ohio State's been consistent this year. We've been talking about it. They're a really good team. They defend well. They got good guard play, which we'll get into that here in a second. But EJ Liddell has been playing out of his mind this year and uh, kind of some of the comparisons that, that I kind of you know remember – you know, after the Wessons have left, he's kind of emerged into that role, if you will, as as the big man and and kind of taking on some of the scoring liability, scoring li- liability. Sure, Go sure. All right. Anyway, I mean, scoring twenty and four of the last five from EJ Liddell in conference—that's pretty damn good. Uh, I mean, he's just been balling out this year. Dwayne Washington playing well this year too. Some of the the better guard play. CJ Walker's been all right. Um, I think they got a transfer as well. I'm missing a name here. Um, starts with an S, I believe. Suing. Suing, yes. Uh, it's been playing well offensively this year. So I think they're going to be a lot to handle here uh, tomorrow night. And uh, five and a half is, I guess, the spread. So that seems like that seems like too many points. I mean, it, it really does. I mean, I know we're at home, hard to win in this road, this league, especially on the road. But you know. We do match up better with them, I feel like, than a lot of teams in the Big Ten. I mean, their defense is, you know, it's good, but it's... it's they got a good nothing, offense, though, too. It's nothing I mean, spectacular, but I feel like this game's going to be high scoring. I mean, I feel like this game's going to be back and forth. kind of. The I think 158 was the total. Away. Yeah, I probably like that over. Yeah. Again. I mean, I like all the Iowa overs, but... Yeah, like you said, I mean, good guard play. I mean, they just they just don't make mistakes. I mean, I think they're like third in the country in turnovers or something like that. Like they don't turn the ball over. They don't make a lot of mistakes. They shoot the ball pretty well. It's, it's tough to beat teams like that, man. Yep. And uh, a lot of bigs inside too, other than Liddell, Kyle Young, obviously too, been a good role player for them, giving them a lot of good minutes uh, as well. And then I, I would just kind of say too, in terms of Ohio State, I think Holtman's like three and three all time against us. But I mean, I like him as a coach personally. I think that his his teams are very well coached and uh, pretty. I would say rather fundamentally sound. Um, and I think that it's just going to be you know we're going to have to bring it again tonight or t- excuse me tomorrow night. And uh, uh, the second, I would say, probably the third biggest game of fourth maybe. Uh, so we got Gonzaga, Illinois, Michigan, them. Yeah, I mean, definitely so, now. I mean, they. I mean, they've obviously catapulted up the up the Big Ten standings with a nice little streak they're on right now. Yeah, no kidding. And then, uh, in, in terms of the the Big Ten regular season, this one would be would be massive in climbing our way to uh, to Michigan. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I don't think we're going to win the Big Ten. I, I don't think we're going to win the Big Ten regular season. I don't think we're going to get the one seed. So it it kind of just boils down to let's get the double buy. You know, let's get a buy. Let's get some time away, get some, you know, rest, get your guys rested and, and play for that double buy. And this game is obviously, you know, massively important to that. Yeah, I, I would agree. And, uh, yeah, it's, it seems like kind of a stretch to, to be, I guess, uh, win the, the big 10 here this year, but I mean, it's, it's doable. So. Oh, it's certainly doable, but you know, Michigan, 
not going to play for at least another week. Is that on the road? Yeah, and we got to play them on the road. They're ten and zero at home this year. Yeah, so, so I mean they they looked basically unstoppable other than that one. You know, they kind of laid an egg on the road against Minnesota, but you know, a lot of teams are having real problems going into the barn this year. So it's it, this is this is a this is a big one. <laughs> this is a huge one. So we got Ohio State this this Thursday, and then we have them one more time February twenty eighth. And then we have Wisconsin once more and Michigan on the road for another top 10 matchup to round out the ranked games for the rest of the year. Wisconsin twice, excuse me. But Yeah, so I mean, kind of going back to, to Ohio State, I mean, they, they don't defend the three particularly well. They don't do anything really spectacular, but they just, they're just a solid all-around team. I mean, they don't do anything terribly either. So it's going it, to... Listen, this is going to be a dogfight as every night is in the Big Ten, but you know, kind of the lights are shining bright on Iowa basketball right now for the for the second time in in a week, and this would be a, a chance. This is something we've been talking about, you know, around the around the program. I guess you could say is we don't have like a marquee win. We don't really have like a a win that I'm like, yeah, that's our that's our best win. You know, Purdue, North Carolina. Maybe Rutgers on the road. It's like there's just not a lot of uh, Minnesota at home. Maybe I, there's just not a lot of. We don't have a lot of good, solid Purdue like, at resume home boosting wins. So this is a this is a chance right here to go kind of put that put that to put that to bed and stop the Fran February late January fade talk and go and beat a top ten team. Yeah, I think it's gonna be crucial. I mean, we've got a lot. I mean, let's see. So we've got nine games left. We've got one, two, three, four, five of them being ranked matchups as of right now. So if we could get three of them, three of them and pick up the rest, pick yeah. up the rest, that's seven and two. Yeah, I mean, that would, be, that, stretch. That, would be a, that would be a solid. I would be happy with that 20 and, 20 and six on the year and yep. finish second or third in the Big Ten. I mean, that's, that's a fine year for me. It's the last time we had a, 21 season. Do we have one last year? Yeah, I think so. I think we've had a few in the recent years, but also this year is a little different because it's, I mean, we're not going to play as many games, right? I mean, there's, I guess we may be, but I, I would be very shocked if we got in a full, you know, 30 game slate or whatever yeah. we played last year. Yep. Uh, I was missing my, my one last comment here. Um, just kind of rounding out, Rounding out the pod here, I think moving forward for the end of, end of this year in, in Big Ten play, I just, for the life of me, I just want to see some defensive improvement. Like, it's just, it's hard. We've been asking for it, man. But this this group, it's just, it's a struggle for them. And so frustrating to watch. So, so frustrating to watch them. Just every game, I know I said it against, I said it about Michigan State, I said it against Illinois. They're just wide open. Like, it, just there's nobody open. near them. Yep. And that I mean we gotta you gotta play at least you gotta play at least a little defense if you're gonna make a run in March. You really And do. then remembering my last comment here, finally rounding it out, I think that Wow. Uh oh, lost it. Wow. Uh no, I didn't lose it <laughs> quite yet, but uh playing four games in nine days, something that we haven't done maybe all year. Probably ever. Probably ever, like in the history of the, well, probably not in the history of the program, but I mean, that's a lot of games and a lot of days. It's a lot of games. So we got uh, Thursday night against Ohio State, and then we got Sunday against Indiana. Indiana, another, I mean, revenge game, if you will, uh, on the road. 
I mean, it's going to be a big stretch. I mean, it's not going to be easier. And I'm glad, though. I mean, it's excited to be, you know, in the full swing of, of Iowa basketball after January being uh, not a very eventful yeah, month. We played a couple games, right? I yeah. Mean, so Especially in late January, we only got – Guess that was kind of my my last comment to to round things out. Any any last things from from you, Lance? Before we send her um, away, give me a prediction. I've got. Ooh, all right. So what what did I say the over under was one fifty eight and a half. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna take Iowa by three. I'm gonna give it. Mm. Ooh, do 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 do. I'm gonna go seventy eight seventy five. I'm going to go Hawks by. Oh, that's still under. Is that still under? Yeah. Or no. 78-75? Yeah, it's 152. Three. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go Hawks by seven, and I'm going to take the over two. I think it's going to be high scoring. I could see, I mean, the, their I offense don't know. Is, I, is potent, man. I mean, I, I'll, I'm going to keep betting Iowa against the spread. I have in, I think, every game this year. I don't think I've missed one. Yeah, I mean, I, ha- so, I haven't, but um, I did bet them against Illinois, though. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I haven't. I didn't really think much about the over under. I like I like the over too. I think these the both these offenses are really good, and I don't seventy eight seventy five just kind of stuck with me though. But oh well. Nonetheless, that's my prediction. You got the predictions from the boys this week. We will be doing a Super Bowl kind of a, a preview later this week. Was kind of my plan at least, Lance, and then hopefully get sharps up before the weekend. And that's kind of the tentative this week. Yeah, and then after the Super Bowl, um, probably if we get a Bucks win, there's going to be some celebrating going on. So we're, we'll just preface that for next week. And uh, if not, then we'll maybe look back to get some content early out in the, for the Super Tuesday, I guess, like we had discussed in previous episodes. But I'm excited for that, get some more basketball content out there. That being said, I think that's it. Anything else? Nope. All right, keep following along, guys. Keep sharing along, reviewing on Apple, Spotify, wherever you're at. Retweets on Twitter, likes. It all means a lot. Whatever you can give us, we appreciate it. Till next time, guys, let's kick it. He fires downfield. It's caught. And into the end zone. Touchdown, Iowa. Touchdown, Iowa. Play fake. Beathard sets up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field for Smith. The kick is on the way. It's good. It's good. Iowa wins 14.